All right, this is Jared, Lefty's Precision Rifle Podcast, episode 31. I got Chad and Chris on here with me. We're going to go over the Punisher positional, what we learned, how we shot, what we're going to do different next time. Um, I had one of the ROs. I can't even remember what his name was now or what stage he was on, but he asked asked if I was the one doing the podcast and what's happened, where we've been. So try and get you guys back on here so we can get this thing fired back up. Um, my excuse is life happened. Been trying to catch up on everything else and getting stuff done around the house. So not really a very good excuse. Um, knocked this out real quick. I got a pay it forward. Brandon Faust gave me a pay it forward search. So we'll go over there at, over that at the end. So if you're listening, don't hang up at first. Or don't don't stop listening. So we'll get into that. But first, Chad, Chris, thanks for coming back on. Chris, glad you're feeling better. We might get into some of that. Hope you can hang in there with us and go over the Punisher position. So first up, Chad, you want to go over what you were shooting? Um, I was shooting my usual setup. Um, I say usual. I actually went to a new scope uh, for New Mexico for the King of Cold Mountain. Um, I run an impact action foundation stock. Um Centurion proof barrel six dasher with a ZCO, um, the MC2, MCT2 or whatever reticle. Um, I do run a tuner and I ran a precision muscle brake this this time. You're, you're running dasher. And what speeds were you running? Uh, I was running right at 2805 with a 109. Uh, the burger hybrid alpha da or alpha brass OCD brass. Chris, what was your setup? <clears throat> well, it depends on which day, but uh, well, there, you, there you go. I so was wondering Saturday, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so my dash bro has my dash bro got a lot of rounds on it, <clears throat> and I didn't have a didn't have another barrel, so I ended up shooting my GT that I had. Um, but <clears throat> obviously not feeling a little under the weather on Saturday, so uh, my focus wasn't there, things like that. And then I figured since I shot so bad on Saturday, I just go ahead and put my BRA barrel on uh, fire form and break in the barrel during the match. So that's what I ended up running on Sunday. But they're pretty much identical setups. They're both uh, foundation stock setups, um, impact actions. Uh, pretty much the only difference is the barrel and the caliber because I swapped my ZCO over to the other one, um, both trigger tech triggers. So the only difference really is the caliber and the barrel between the two. Um, but in the 109 burger, about the same. We could, we could tell something's going on, Chad and I. And we shot with Mike. Mike was in our group and Chris Long. And, of course, I can't can't remember the other guys name out of towner but shooting for burger and he was he was fun to shoot with as well so we had a bunch of us that the majority of us knew each other in fact someone had made the comment i think one of the ro's made the comment that half the squad was was or had been on the uh, on the podcast on some episodes so that was neat gotta get chris long on here sometime and uh, but yeah we could tell day one you were you weren't feeling it. in fact you said right. I think before we started shooting, you said your stomach wasn't feeling well. 
and then we could tell that you had something going on, but you end up uh, gutting it out. In fact, there was a couple yeah, stages I, almost... I turned turn around and look, and you were just gone. I was like, oh no, I hope he's not. Hope he's not leaving chunks anywhere. I think the the Humvee stage after the Humvee stage that's probably the closest I came to bailing out on Saturday. Uh, but I stuck it through. I felt better. I felt better on Sunday, but I was still uh, really fatigued, I guess, from being sick. But yeah. Well, some of the we didn't even. Well, we we walked a, a decent bit, but yeah, I could I could tell you you were winded after walking some of them. That you just weren't weren't the regular Chris out there shooting. And then, of course, right after the Saturday, you went home, took a nap. We didn't hear from you, and then all of a sudden, we hear that you're twisting on a new barrel and going to get about ten or fifteen rounds on a brand new barrel before you come back out Sunday morning. Yeah, well, I figured with the way Saturday went, and you know, with the with there not being as, you know, the match was built in case we had Kansas win. So we ended up not having Kansas win. So, you know, you know, ended up being a, you know, borderline meatball match really because the targets were, they weren't huge, but I mean, still banking on a 50, you know, 10, 15, 20 mile an hour win to make it more difficult. And with them as tight as the scores were, I mean, there was no way I was coming back from that on Saturday. So I really had nothing to lose on Sunday anyway. So, I was might as well breaking a barrel if I'm going to go walk around and shoot. So, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you were able to make it back out. I was shooting, I was shooting my my dasher, same almost the same setup as you guys got ZCO um, foundation stock. I'm shooting the uh, I'm not shooting Centurion. What am I shooting? MG2 Trigger Tech Alpha Brass 109 Burgers at like 2849. I only had like 300 rounds on my barrel before the match had started and it was a little hotter than I wanted. I wanted to run around 2820 or so, but I found a good node and ran like 2849 and did me pretty well. I might leave it. I'm going to check, check it after a while. I think I got like 50 rounds left out of this uh, cycle of brass. Try it out and then try the new cycle and see, see where I go with it. But yeah. That's one thing I was going to talk about is I think I heard Beamer telling Beamer or Derek Warren telling them that they were expecting or they kind of set it up for like 15 mile an hour wins, expecting it to be like 10 to 20 usually. And we didn't have the Kansas wind. We had the the infamous Punisher weather. I think it rained or sprinkled on us both days at least. And it was just kind of muddy and sloppy. In fact, I almost that Humvee stage I almost crashed, went down. It's just slimy, but I don't. I didn't hear about many pressure issues. I don't know if anybody really had any issues with the sprinkling. I did. I, I fought. I fought it the whole match. Did you? Uh, yeah, nothing major. I mean, it was it was just a, a little bit of tight bolt lift, but no pierce primers or nothing. I had I had a few ejector marks here and there, but so yeah. Was, I think New Mexico. We had a little bit of rain in New Mexico, and then I heard people on the radio at least asking for cleaning rods, like just stuck brass and everything else. So yeah. I was wondering if we we're going to have any of that, but I don't think I heard any of any major issues. I think I had one Pierce primer, but it was, you know, the, since I was fire forming brass, it was a headspace issue, not a, not a uh, overpressure issue. I mean, it didn't, it didn't uh, have a hard bull lift or anything, but I, I was running, I started off, well, you know, my barrel sped up on me twice. So, 
I still haven't checked to see how much it sped up, but I know when I when I started, I was around twenty seven seventy. Um, based on putting the speeds in my in my app, trying to get get the uh, get it back on target, I think I ended up adding overall. I think I ended up adding like forty five or fifty feet per second, which with those targets all being because I think we finished on the on the west side and most of the targets on the west side, the stages we were on when it started speeding up were semi, you know, 600 men or whatever. So I think as long as you get within 20, 30 feet per second, you're probably, you're probably going to hit most of those targets until you get those small TYL targets and that starts to make a little bit of a difference. But I still haven't checked to see how much it sped up, but. Yeah. I think, I, I think Derek even made a comment about meatball matches of no win, but I mean, still everything was, what like two MOA or smaller, even especially with the TYL. So, yeah, no, they weren't they weren't huge targets by any means, but I yeah. think they were definitely counting on a little more wind. Because what was the wind on Friday before the match? Like twenty oh, Friday, yeah, warm up day. I mean, it was fifteen oh, to twenty. Friday, that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, there's there's people that did the did the warm up or the and they were getting a taste hey. of the Kansas wind, and then thing come Saturday, we had a little bit of wind. Yeah. Like, I think five to seven is what I was running or something like that on, on Friday. And, and, then, and, and in their defense, I don't remember the last match at Conway where the winds were that calm. I don't know if I've ever shot a match out there with the winds that calm. I, I can't ever remember having that less to win. I mean, it was, it was literally four miles an hour. Or less. Sunday, and most of the time <laughs> it was just adjusting for spin drift. Yeah. Yeah. I, I shot Saturday. We'll get into it, but I saw it better on Saturday with just a little bit of wind and no wind. And I think even Sunday when we had hardly anything, I would have been racing out to the range to do load development if it's any other day. I don't think I've ever even shot out there with that little bit of wind. This is right there yeah, at sunset. I mean, there were periods where nothing was moving. Yeah. Yeah, it got real sticky when there wasn't any when there wasn't any wind moving moist. All right, we'll kind of get into it. What was uh so stage one, Chad, how or stage one, day one, how did uh, day one go for you? What was your favorite stage? What what did you learn from day one? Um, when I started off uh, stage one, a little rocky, uh, dropped dropped five or no four. I dropped four right off the bat. Um, kind of just didn't have my head in it. Uh, the rest of the day went fairly well. Um, I ended up dropping um, seven more uh, for 12 total for the day. Um, other than that, you know, I cleaned half the stages. So I actually dropped 12, 12 shots in, in five stages, which is kind of disappointing, but not, not bad for me for 12 point day. Um, favorite stage day one. Mm, probably, probably the Conics hustle. I, I kind of like it. Um, it's up there in that upper upper balcony. Uh, two shots, five windows. Um, there's three types of windows, and you have to use all three types of windows. So, the the high movement stages are the ones I tend to like. So, uh, what I learned. Um, I learned on no wind days, one point will drop you many places. 
<laughs> so avoid dropping the one or two points here or there. It may feel good to you, but it's not going to get you where you need to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Chris, how about you? We kind of covered your day one, but. Yeah, so. Yeah, day one. So actually just looking back through the matchbook, because I, I write down my scores on the on the back page. Uh, and I always put a two next to like where we start on dates on well I put a I put a two next to like the day two targets so that I know what ones we started on, we started on on day day one but looking back through it, I actually shot pretty well to start the day and then I was like you can definitely start you, you can definitely see where I started to feel like crap because I started missing a lot of targets but uh to be honest I can't even tell you what my favorite stage was on day one because I don't even really I don't think I paid enough attention on day one to any of the stages to remember a hundred percent what stages we shot on day one. But yeah, I was wondering if it's I, kind of a blur. Cause I'm kind of thinking back and what do we, what state we started on stage nine, right? Yep. On day one. On, on day one. Yeah. That was, that was number one. So I don't even remember. I don't even remember what, I don't even remember what stage that was. That was the culverts out there on the, on the West side. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know if I had a favorite stage on day one because I think most of most of day one I was just waiting for the match to be over. Like it was one of those I could not wait to go home and go to bed. Like I was yeah. so exhausted, but not that there was in, not that they were all like bad or none of them were good. I just wasn't. I was so not focused on the match at that point. I was just ready to go home. Yeah. Um, yeah, my. So my day one, I think my favorite was probably the, the Connex Hustle 2s. Like you said, is five windows, two shots, and there's a pretty good span between the targets. So it wasn't just same target. Um, I like the Humvee one. Was, well, I liked all the ones I cleaned, obviously, because I think I – and like we talked about, it's such low wind. I think I cleaned more stages this match in fact i think maybe even in day one than i've cleaned in my shooting i don't know what you call it, career or the time that i've been shooting in one day or two day matches total so obviously i was having a good day obviously everybody else was too so we kind of talked about it that a lot of people were posting how they had some of their best matches well it's the weather was definitely right for it but yeah, day one went well with, for me. I dropped 13 day one. That was also one of the first matches or first days that I could count my uh, my drop shots instead of my total shots. It's easier to drop to count my drop shots. You guys are always doing that, and I'm like, nope, I'll, I'll count the other way because it's probably going to be less. So that worked out well for me. I And it's – I don't know if I just kept my head in it more – it's obviously more fun when you're hitting more targets. I did have, can't remember which stage it was. It was one of the, one of the last stages, kind of a, the troop line where we, we could dial the first time around and then we had to do holdovers the second time. I got a three. So that really hurt. If I could just have half of those back that were, and like you were saying, Chad, just one or two was dropping you a dozen spots if you dropped one or two shots the way the wind was and everybody else was shooting too. So if I could have had a couple more than three, I didn't zero a stage. 
So that was that was good. Um, I went in to the match. I was wanting to shoot 70%. I think I've been shooting like 55, 60%. I wanted to shoot 70%. Definitely did that on day one and ended up holding it up for day two as well. But like I said, weather conditions kind of helped helped everybody out, not just the three of us, obviously, but stage one was good. I went home, went home happy after or day one. I went home happy happy after day one. My least favorite, obviously, was the one I scored three impacts on for day one. And then, so what, we went home after day one. I think I was sitting 42nd. I can't remember where you guys were sitting at. Chad, you were obviously sitting well. Chris, you didn't even want to look, if you even looked. I don't think I did. Yeah. I was sitting 38. 38. I knew I was sitting 40 seconds. I wanted to. And really the only thing I paid attention to that is I wanted to, uh, and that was, so 42nd dropping 13 shots. That kind of tells you how close it was. Um, yeah, five, was, five, points, five points separated one through 28th place. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah. And they, they ran all 20 stages at once. So you really, I knew day one scores weren't really, truly accurate, but some people were, had run the timed tiebreaker stage that day. Other people didn't. There was some different totals. So, I mean, it wasn't an extremely accurate way to measure how you were doing for the day, but um, I wanted, my goal was to shoot 70%. I did that for the match and for each day, but my goal was to come back second day and shoot better and move up. Well, that didn't, that didn't quite go as planned for me. Um, but we'll get into, into day two, Chad. What about what about day two? Um, well, I at least stayed consistent for the match. Uh, day two, I, I dropped twelve points. Um, I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't. I didn't bomb a stage um, like I kind of felt like I did Saturday. Um, I just dropped, you know, one one or two here or there. Um, through the 10 stages. Um, I think I did drop three on one. Um, didn't have as many cleans as Saturday, but, but I held on to, to drop 24 total for the match, um, which did take me up eight places. Um, so I did move up. So um, I think day two, mentally, my biggest mistake was not paying attention to my equipment. Uh, I set up on two stages and literally couldn't see through my scope. Um, whether it was raindrops on it, um, there was mud on it at one time. So just mentally not checking my equipment before saying I'm ready and, and letting them set me off. So I think that cost me here and there. But um, overall, I was happy. Yeah. 24 total for the match and ended up 30th for the yeah, match. So you, so. Yeah, that was one one way to measure. So the whole match, you dropped 24 and ended up 30th. And I think Facebook, Justin Watts, he had talked about he's come back to, to keep this title. And he posted later after the match was over that I think he he dropped half as many as he did last year when he won and still ended up fifth or seventh or something like that seventh. yeah he ended up seventh 
yeah, dropping half as many as he did last year winning it. So just kind of tells you how the weather was and everybody, just everybody was shooting well, obviously. Yeah. Chris. Oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of took a risk. I only had 140 rounds down my barrel. Um, so I'm not for sure if it may have sped up just a tad on me, but it, I don't think it did. I haven't checked it yet. Um, I didn't want to think about it, but it was hitting. So I didn't worry about it too much, but. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, if you aren't from Kansas, we got, we got the match in right when we needed to. Is it the last how many days? It's been nothing but rain every day. So just barely missed the weather that you usually get the Punisher. Chris, Chris, how about you? Day two was obviously better than day one for you. Yes, I started day two with the, like, well, like we were talking about, I, I uh, spun on a BRA barrel to the side, picked up a cert at the New Mexico match, I think. It was Mexico for uh for one of the matches. <clears throat> I picked up a cert for a free chambering from G Precision up in Kansas City. Um, they worked on it. They got they actually got it to me like the Thursday, I think Thursday before the match, before Punisher. So obviously didn't have time to break it in, do load development, do all that stuff. So that's why I didn't run it Saturday. But after Saturday, I figured it, there's not much to not much to lose at this point. So. Uh, I spun it on there, and it was it was brand new Lapua brass. I saw it was fire forming and breaking in the barrel at the same time. Um, but anyway, I showed up to the match, and I think I dropped uh, eighteen total on day two. Um, looking back through, so on on day one, I actually don't think I cleaned a stage at all, um, which is pretty bad considering how how calm the winds were and stuff. But uh, and it's extremely un unnatural the way you been yeah. shooting. Uh, so I'm going back, looking through my scores on day two, I actually cleaned four stages, dropped one on three stages. And the two stages where I dropped the most of the stages when my barrel sped up on me. Most of my drops were kind of just glancing at it and remembering about where we started and when it sped up. I would say probably six misses were because it sped up. Um, and then the other ones, I think when it did speed up, I think it knocked it out of a node a little bit. So maybe the group opened. So a decent sized targets, like on a TYL, I could hit those pretty easily. But when you got down to the smaller ones, I think it was out of a node enough that you kind of just danced around it. Like it wouldn't, it wasn't the wind moving it. It was just, you know, the, <clears throat> I think it was out of a node enough. And then, you know, like, I did feel better, but I still had a lot of fatigue on Sunday. So any stage that required you to move a lot, by the time I would get four or five movements into it, I'd get you know, pretty tired and it caused me to shake quite a bit. So that wasn't, that wasn't really helping too much either. But um, at the end of the day, it, uh, I felt stable on most shots on day two. Uh, so I think, uh, I think even with that, I think I ended up climbing from one up. I think I was around like I was down around in the 90 or something on day one, but I think I'm I think I ended up finishing like 80th or something. So I, I climbed like 16, 17 spots. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was uh, there was no way you were coming back in a match like that unless you know you just cleaned it on day two and there were some horrible wins and everybody was missing a lot. But uh, overall, it it is what it is. I mean, 
I still had fun. And on, on day two, I was a little more focused because my, you know, my stomach didn't hurt as bad. I just had the fatigue mainly on day two. But still enjoyed the match. It was a lot of fun. There wasn't – looking back at it, I don't, I don't think there was really one stage that I didn't like. I mean, they were all pretty fun. I thought I thought they were challenging. They were fun. I mean, not feeling well, not having energy. I wish there was a lot less movement because it seems like yeah. the stages where I didn't move that much, I, I shot a little better. But as I got, you know, like on the, the very last stage where we shot off the telephone poles, there were like 10, 10 11 movements and – uh, by the time I got done, by the time I got done with that one, I was ready to. I was definitely ready to throw my stuff in my bag and go home. Like I even skipped the awards ceremony because I felt so tired. Yeah, I yeah, you didn't come out and eat and get to yeah, sit at the award ceremony with us. So I just went home and I think I laid down for a little bit and I got wiped my gun down just to get the water off of it. And I think that's pretty much. I mean, it's sitting on the bench behind me. That's pretty much where it's been sitting since uh, last weekend. But. Yeah. Yeah. Day two. Day two for me. I think it was our our second stage. We started day two on nineteen on the east side. Went up to twenty as a TYL at seven something, and I I couldn't see my misses. I think it might have still even been sprinkling by then, but the burns were just sucking up to my misses, and I couldn't see. And I got a three on that one, so I almost started the day with another three. So two threes. Really killed me, but that was my least favorite, obviously. And I ended up dropping 20 on day two, so I did worse. My goal was to do better or stay the same. I dropped from 42nd to 48th total for the match, ended at 48th. And like, what, 165 out of 198 for a total, which is my, like I said, my best match, but I'm really trying to, I want to get in another match to, to verify. I finally feel like, I kind of shot the way I, how do I put it? The way I, I feel I can shoot. Like I, I was, when I could see my misses, I seen when I was adjusting. Um, I did get winded a couple times and didn't adjust. Just going back to my old habits, thinking it was a trigger press or something else when it wasn't. Um, I timed out on day two. I, I timed out on a couple stages on the west side when we were finishing up. Um, one of them was the barricade. The other one was the STC barricade to where one of them was a 12 round stage and I got 10 rounds off and hit all 10. So I was on my way to a clean, I think. And then the STC was 10 rounds. I got eight rounds off and hit every round. So there's a couple, I just wasn't moving fast enough. I don't know. I don't know what I was, what I was doing. I just needed to move a little quicker. I think I'm taking too much time on target. Like I get on target make sure I'm on target. Then I do my, my press that gets me steady. And then I pull the track. I just need to speed myself up, get a little practice going. And I'm just old and fat and slow. Doesn't help out. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear you're old. Okay. You got me on the old. You're not as fat and you're not as slow. We proved that. I proved that over the weekend. So I gotta, I gotta work on some of that stuff, but I think, I truly, after looking at it, and then I get off those stages, I didn't think I was going that that slow, which well, I don't think we covered the part-times. Part-times last year, I overrode it last year. And it was an AG Cup qualifier last year. So part-times last year were was 90 seconds. This year was, what, 105. So a minute 45 this year. Yeah. So we had a little more time. 
10 round, 12 round stages. There were a couple of eights in there too. But uh, like you had mentioned, Chris, one was 10 rounds off telephone poles with eight different movements. We shot three on our last one. So there were, there were some of them, the STC barricade, like I said, I timed out on. Um, the, uh, the barricade with the, the skull on it, that was six positions, two shots each. So that was 12. So that there was some, there's some movement I timed out on. Got to get a little quicker on those, but the shots I got off, I hit. So that, um, up, upside and downside, I think for me. And yeah, still a clean, quite a few stages, which is, which is good for me. Not normal. Hopefully make that normal. Um, but yeah, drop 20 and then drop six spots from day one, which I still, still proud of. I, I met my 70%. In fact, I think I shot 83%. So that also kind of tells you that people were shooting well. So I shot 165 impacts out of 198 and ended up 48th. So everybody shot well. A bunch of reviews on Facebook and and social media. A lot of people were shot their best match or had their best finish. And talking to some of the, some of the guys at the award ceremony, I think Jake shot his best national match. Him and I were talking about that. Jake sure and I, I did obviously. Quite a few people. I think Corey Bogus posted that he had shot one of his best matches. So there's there's a lot of folks that, that did well. But overall, um, thought of the match, just the layout, the way it went. Oh, one thing we didn't cover is we were done by what both done by what time both both days. One a uh, one thirty. Yeah, one one thirty, two o'clock at the latest, maybe. Yeah. yeah, the smaller the smaller squads, uh, six person squads were great. Yeah, yeah so yeah. like we talked about, they ran they well, ran the all twenty. All the twenty stages set up nice too because they're just not they're not spread out. I mean, they're spread out enough so you're not really crowded. You know, maybe at the very end, all the way west, it got a little crowded down there because the vehicles were you know parked where they were. But yeah, outside of that, they're about spaced out perfectly where you're not crowded. But they're not. I mean, you could literally move one thing at a time, be done moving your stuff in a minute, you know, to the next stage. So everything just seemed, you just flowed really well. Yeah. Yeah. Having all 20 stages running, there were a couple, just a couple squads that had five and just a couple that had seven, but I mean, the average, the average was definitely six for the majority of them. And they had a shuttle from the East side down to the West side. So we weren't walking that usually takes a little bit of time. So they thought that out, had a shuttle going, getting people down there. So yeah, I mean, it was smooth. And it was quick. It was nice to be home by 1.30, 2 o'clock on Saturday. In fact, I come home Saturday, got the yard mowed, started doing chores, got the yard mowed, prepped the brass, just because I was sitting on the couch. and It didn't feel normal to be sitting on the couch at 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the afternoon after shooting one, one day of a two-day. But it's nice to be able to come home, too, after day one. Yeah, Hang out in the cool. hotel room. <clears throat> it was nice. So yeah, I think it, was, it ran smooth. The uh, like you said, the stages were fun, uh, well thought out. A lot of movement, which obviously we kind of knew going into the Punisher. There isn't going to be. Well, there wasn't any belly stuff, some modified prone stuff, but it was fun. Ranges 
had quite a few uh, changes since last year. So I don't think there were really any exact same stages because berms had been moved and other stuff going on, um, new barricades. So yeah, it was, it was a good time. Um, let's see what else I got on here. Anything you guys have to add about how the, the match flow and how it went? No, I think, I think, uh, Derek and, and Beams did a good job, a great job, actually. Um, we talk about it being no win. Um, granted, the guy that won it uh, only dropped five shots two days, which is, you know, amazing. But to even drop two, you know, five shots, it shows you that the match was – the match would have added a lot of difficulty with the win. I mean, honestly, if it would have been a true meatball match – they'd have cleaned it. I mean, he yeah. was shooting well enough, he'd have cleaned it. So even just dropping five shows that the match did have some difficulty in it. So they, they did a good job, even even if they planned for the wrong weather. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we threw around meatball match, but yeah. Nobody, they didn't clean, I think is what, Cal, I, can't, I don't know how you say his first name, Harmon, he got, like you said, first with he dropped five, and then Clay was right behind him. I think he dropped eight, and mm-hmm. then it got into the 180s, and it stayed pretty close after that. But, but yeah, no one, no one cleaned the whole thing. So I don't, I don't know if you could really call it a meatball match. It was a little easier than they intended, but it is, it is what it is. Could have had 30 mile an hour wind, and 150 would have won it. I mean, you, you don't know. Yeah. And, and the weather, even though there was no wind, um, the one thing about the weather is your impacts disappeared. <laughs> yeah, it, they were they were being soaked up. So it, it was hard to hard to see if you hit you know to see where you missed because um, you were just hitting mud. So yeah, yeah, the only. I remember on the one that I got three on stage 20, I got three on that second day. I was not seeing anything. And I come off there and I talk to you and I think Chad, you were telling me like, you're hitting 11 o'clock on every one of them. I'm like, well, that would have been nice because I could have definitely adjusted if I would have known. And I think Joe, Joe was our own. And uh, he said, yeah, if they're squares, you would have, you would have had them all. I'm like, son of a gun. Like if I would have just, yeah. I just, there was just a, enough and that was a modified prone stage, but there was just enough recoil and movement. I could not see where those things were getting sucked up into that mud, but it is what it is. Um, what's your guys' plans for your next match? One day, two day, what'd you, what'd you learn after this? Are you changing anything on your, your setup? We all pretty much had low round count, like new barrels, newish barrels. So I don't, I don't see it's changing anything there, but well, how about you, Chad? What what'd you learn? What are you going to change? What's your next match? What are your plans? Um, I learned I, I learned that I, I, I got to pay attention to my follow through. Um, you know, I, I think some of my misses were just not a follow, just a bad trigger pull or a bad follow through. Um, either getting excited or in a hurry. So you know, got to pay attention to that. Um, 
still kind of getting used to the ZCO. Um, even though it's my second match with it, I ran the Minox for so long. I, I'm literally not used to having that crossbar all the way up through the top. So um, got to pay a little bit more attention. I got to run it at a little lower power to, to clean it up. Um, I ran my Minox almost constantly at, at full power because I had that open window at the top of the scope. So still learning that. Um, next match, maybe none this season. Um, I've got my eye on the Box Canyon Showdown, uh, Ryan Moles match in September, um, but no plans in between there. Um, July is just swamped. Uh, August, they're talking about travel for work again, so that would be probably the one. And then I won't make the finale, the PRS finale, even if I qualify for it, because I um, have plans. <laughs> yeah, you got another another hobby you like to chase around that, that you're going to go play with. A little bit jealous yep. on that that whole ordeal, but but yeah, Chris, how about you? Oh, man, as far as what I learned on Saturday, I learned that if you don't feel well, just go – don't even go to the match. <laughs> just stay home because just a waste of time. But uh, I think it, if I maybe not learned anything, but it just reemphasized to myself that if you're not 100% in it mentally focused, it is, it's not going to matter. So if you're not able to completely focus on shooting and – paying attention to what you're doing. If you got other stuff bothering you, like you don't feel well, or your energy level is low, it's just not, it's not going to go well. Like you're just, there's not much you're going to do about it, but, um, but yeah, it's on day two and feeling better, just having low energy. It was kind of a struggle to get through. Like I said, through some of the, the high movement stages, but I don't know. I kind of, I kind of felt like sometimes I just slowed down, took my time and I wasn't, too worried about movement and timing out and um, just kind of practice maybe a little bit on trigger squeeze and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think if I know what I know now, if I woke up on a Saturday morning and felt like that again, I'd probably just stay home. I wouldn't even, I probably wouldn't attempt that. That was pretty miserable on Saturday, but uh, as far as next match, I, July, I, I can't do anything in July because I have uh, uh I have to work a weekend this month, and it's actually in the middle of the month. And then uh, with the holiday here at the beginning of the month, and then there's little, there's literally no weekends that uh, the whole month of July really where I have a weekend where I can go shoot anything. If I was going to do anything in July, it'd be maybe one, it'd be a club match, but uh, probably not going to do that. Um, kind of eyeballing a couple matches in August, just just because I have weekends open in August, and that would be having this uh, month break between matches has kind of been nice and uh, maybe a little slow down tempo, but I know about, about a month or so I start kind of itching to go shoot a match. So uh, the nice thing is, is there's literally two matches four hours away and, you know, PRS matches. There's two down in Oklahoma. I think the impact matches the 14th, 15th and then the Okie showdowns the 28th, 29th. And then I had kind of mentioned, uh, in the past, like the Magnolia meltdown is the weekend in between that on the 21st and 22nd. I do have quite a bit of user lose leave that I need to burn for the milk, you know, by the end of September. So, um, 
there's a, probably a, a decent chance I'll hit a match in the middle of August sometime. And then um, the last match for the regular season I'll probably shoot will be the Box King showdown in, in September. And that, that'll be about a month you know, if I shoot a match in August. But if I do shoot a match, it's just probably about a month and a half away um, before I go shoot another one. I may go do some dry fire practice, things like that. But um, that's probably it for me. Yeah, I, for July, I'm going to try and hit a club match. I think, like you said, we got the weekend. This weekend's obviously taken 4th of July. And I think we had one planned for the 10th, but that one kind of fell off the club club match. I think we have two at the end of, the, end of July. I should be able to make one of those, hopefully, with my work schedule. And then I'm also debating on an August match. I've got user lose like a week in August I've got to use and a week in September so I don't lose any of my leave. Uh, maybe do that Magnolia match. I've got leave for it. If not, then I'll, I'll hang out right here and probably hit a club match on those weekends. Definitely going to hit Box Canyon. In fact, I just saw Ryan had posted that registration that opens on the 5th of July, I think, for that in September. I've got leave planned for it. And then, yeah, I think that'll be it. Maybe, well, I think club finale and regional finales in October sometime. And then if make the PRS deal, that's in November. So it'd be one or two a month, but yeah, I'm probably slowing down a little bit too. Got the family plans, go out and play around then. Uh, let's see what I learned. Need to speed up a little bit. I think I was getting too comfortable on targets. But then I say that, and I remember my last – our last stage was was eight that we had talked about, hit, shooting off the telephone poles, seven to- telephone poles. You shoot one shot and move. I think the target was pretty generous. It's like a 16-inch circle, I think, if I remember right, at like 600 yards. So it's almost three MOA, but there's a lot of movement. So on a couple of the other stages right before that, I time out. Was I going too slow? So I told myself on eight I was going to – Gonna hurry it up. I watched my first impact and it was pretty well centered up. So I just held the same thing, started moving. And of course, my 10th shot, I blow off the right side because I was in too big of a hurry. So I try to tell myself I'm gonna speed up a little bit and then miss one just because I was in a hurry. So I don't know. I gotta find it. I gotta find a balance. Just get more comfortable with it. But overall, I feel I'm getting more comfortable. With, with my setup and what I'm doing. So looking forward to more matches. Crazy how it starts to get more fun once you start making more more impacts and realizing what you're doing and, and correcting it. So that ought to be a good time. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? I'll hit up the, the pay it forward here at the end. No, nothing on my end. Any shout outs? Chris, you had mentioned that... Uh, you got that that barrel from GA Precision. Do you want to mention how long it took him to to get that to you? Yeah, I think I I picked up that cert and then uh, I called them almost almost four weeks to the day that I got it. So yeah, they, I mean they they cut the barrel and sent it, sent it to me within four weeks. Which which if anybody know you know with the with the industry industry is right now with everything taking months. I know there's some. Uh, proof research, for example, is like 12 to 16 months 
on prefits right now. So for them to be able to crank that out, uh, you know, in four weeks, I thought that was pretty awesome. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty, you, you, I think you texted me or messaged me, said that it was on its way. I couldn't believe it because yeah, like you're saying that barrels are just like powder and primers and everything else right now. It seems like a lot of places, but then we had, yeah, they're taking a while. Jeff Johnson come down. He sold some. He sells Bartline barrels at a at a good price. At the last couple of punishers, so you get you signed up for that. He brought down a barrel. I ended up getting a barrel from him. So that was cool. He hauls them down, so you don't pay shipping or nothing. So that oh, that's pretty pretty cool setup. I don't know if you guys did you guys get any barrels from him. You guys might be all set. I did, yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah. I, did. I, I got I I got one from him. I know Jake. Sure, he had got some to put on the shelf and quite a few guys. In fact, I think I talked to Jake and he was taking some home for the business. And I think he was, when I talked to him, he was taking six of them home to spin up for people that got them there and just gave them straight to him to, to yeah, take with him. To, one of them was mine. To cut. Yeah, yeah, you said you had given him one. I was going to give him mine, but I'm waiting on another barrel, on a Hawk Hill barrel that I got a cert from uh, New Mexico. I'll just give them to him at the same time so we can cut them at the same time. But, but yeah, GA Precision, they were quick on it. Bartline was quick. Um, Chad, do you have anything to add? Any last shout outs before I get to the. Um, no, not right offhand. I don't, I don't have any shout outs that I can think of. All right. So, so I was saying earlier, I had to pay it forward. So we'll get into that. So, um, Brandon Faust had hit me up, give him a shout out. He had hit me up that uh, Derek had posted on the range members page that they had some extra swag out there. So a lot of hats and stickers and stuff out at the range. Well, one of the, one of the pieces that he had out there was a barrel cert. So on top of, I'd mentioned Jeff Johnson brings down a bunch of those Bart lines, works for Bart line, brings it down a bunch of barrels for everybody that orders them. And every year, I think every year they've been doing it. Um, every um, junior that signs up gets a free barrel. I think they've done that every year. I don't think they really, they don't advertise it. But. Well, this this year they had a junior that signed up. They brought down a cert for him. And it, I'm, I'm not even sure who it is. I didn't recognize the name on the cert because it's on the cert, but didn't make the, the match. So Derek had put it out there for a range member to pick up. Brandon went out there, scooped it up, and gave it to me to, to use as a pay it forward. So what I've got is a Bart line barrel certificate for any any barrel. I think it's up to $300, $380 value or whatever. So I think it's basically any barrel they make other than maybe their carbon fibers. But Yeah, uh, their special steel one too. Oh yeah, yeah. They got that. They got that new steel that, that's more expensive than that. So just so you can get basically get whatever stainless steel berry berry you want. Not not the special ones, but free cert for a Bartline barrel of the person that gets the certificates, choosing twist, caliber, uh, profile, whatever. So how we're gonna work it? I'm gonna let it soak for at least a week. Might do two weeks on this one. But if you want in on it, um, 
I'll post this up like I usually do saying that the, this is a go on Facebook and Instagram. Post on there that you want in and tag a buddy. So tag someone that can use a, a barrel. I don't know anybody that that shoots or has a buddy that shoots that couldn't use a barrel of some sort. So just post on there telling you want in on the trying to get your shot at the cert, tag a buddy, and you'll be put in for it. And then I'll draw, if not next week, the week after. Like I said, I'll let this one soak a little bit because, like I said, it's $380 value. So the only thing I, I ask, it's been a little while since I didn't pay it forward. And in, in fact, let me mention this. Brandon gave me a couple other certs. So probably the next three episodes, we'll have some sort of pay it forward with it. So Brandon, owe him a big shout out. Um, the one thing with the pay it forwards is if you win it, you can't sell it. You can't make money off of it. So if you win this cert, put in for it, and you don't need it, then give it to someone that needs it, a buddy, whoever, a junior, a new shooter, or something. So that's one of my one of my little pet peeves is give something to someone and I see they turn around and sell it or whatever. Obviously, I can't really – I can't make it happen. We've talked about that, but just – Hopefully people do the right thing. If it was given to you then and you can't use it, give it to somebody else. In fact, I talked to Brandon. I think I'm I'm gonna give him one of those uh he wants to try out one of the um, breaks that we had tested. So he's gonna he's gonna try one of them out. And if he doesn't yeah, like I it, he's I gotta get him one of those too. I've got the two also. Yeah, so if he doesn't like it, he's gonna pay it forward to someone else. So as long as we can keep it going, we get more get more shooters into it. But I think that's it. So that's that's a pretty good one. That's that's one of the one of the good pay it forwards. Get a brand new barrel and just get it to get a J precision spun up, get it back to you quick, or or Jake sure, you know, some of the local guys, but they'll spin it up and take care of you. Takes half the half the cost out right there. So if you guys don't have any parting shots, we'll get off here. If you guys have anything else to add. Jog your memory. Got nothing. All right. Thanks. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for shooting. It seems like I'm trying to get everybody to go out and shoot with me like I can't shoot on my own. So I knew yeah. you guys would be in on this one with it being local and you guys had shot it before. So thanks for going out and shooting. It was fun. Had a good time with you guys, Mike, Mike, Chris Long. It was fun. It was a good squad. Good time. If you guys don't have anything, we'll go ahead. I'll shut her down. Yeah, I'm good. All right, I'll thanks, fellas. Good.